Hi, and welcome to Let's Talk Shit, the family-friendly, no-it's-the-fuck-not, all-inclusive, get-the-fuck-out podcast. I'm William Harvale, your host, and with me today I have my friend. Go ahead, introduce yourself. Uh, hi, I'm Patrick. <laughs> this isn't the Krusty Krab? No, this is Patrick. <laughs> well... <laughs> Memes aside, we don't got a lot of a lot of time to be fucking around this episode. Tomorrow oh. is a very, very special day, and oh, I feel pity on Game Freak. Let's talk about Sword and Shield. Generation 8. What elephant do we want to start with? Do we want to start with the hashtag? Do we want to start with people's initial complaints? Or do we want to start with the uh, animation stuff? Well, from what I've understood, the animation's getting fixed. So, so I don't think we need to. Yeah, that 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 has been modified and improved from the demo. From what I've heard, demo yeah. is out. The demo. So pe- people have data mined things, mm. one way or another. But uh, what do you want to start with, man? <laughs> Uh, let's let's get to controversy number one. How about uh, well? How about hold on, hold on. Before 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 we actually get to controversy number one, if because I know you don't have a switch yet, if you had a switch, would you be buying it day one? Mm, tough to say. I did it with Sun and Moon. I remember doing it with Sun and Moon because I had faith in Sun and Moon. This one is debatable. I would probably get it day one because I don't want to do what I did with most of my PlayStation games where I buy the game after it's come out for like a few months and then I have to wait like an hour for it to fully patch. <laughs> yeah, that would be a problem. I, I have made the final decision that it is not worth it to me to get this game. Mm. At least not until I have seen otherwise. Mm. All right, what's controversy one? Uh, how about that note? Oh, the big one, and it's it's finally being at least somewhat revealed what's in the game, and I am less than happy with it. Mm. Have you heard some of the final rosters uh, exclusions? Um, I saw a post in my Facebook group that showed like a good 90% of the national decks getting cut. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, well, okay. Let's, I, I, I want to roll this down the hill with you. What are some Generation 1 mainstays? All right, what, what are some of the biggest Pokemon in Gen 1? That are popular. The ones that I don't already know about? Yeah. Okay. Generation 1 mainstay is popular stuff. Um, people like Charizard for some reason. Yeah, but uh, he's the only starter in all of Sun and Moon. Yeah. That's stupid. Um, <laughs> Dragonite is pretty cool. Uh, Dragonite, from what that. I can see... Is excluded. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, how about Gyarados? What? Gyarados. Gyarados is in. Okay, Gyarados is in that figure. 
But what's funny is another one of the mainstays of the Pokemon series, quote unquote, is not going to make it. Again, this is non-canon. This is leaks. So it could have changed. But uh, Mewtwo is apparently excluded. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, and yet, looking through Generation 1, they have included Pokemon such as the Machop lines. Obviously yeah. far-fetched. Oh, yeah. Goldeen and Seeking. The fucking far-fetched knight with the lance. And Mr. Mime. Interesting choice. <laughs> I would have expected the Abra line. Nope. For the second type. No. <laughs> Geodude and Zubat aren't even in the new games. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. <laughs> I am too, not going to lie. I don't want to just wander a cave and run into him again. It's like, oh, he's assholes. No. So, for those of you, and that is all of you that aren't aware, me, me and my buddy here go back and forth over the last few months about what Pokemon we would want to be in and why. And so, something that we had talked about in previous incarnations is uh, a penguin Pokemon being in Britain. And I, I told him, there's no way a penguin is going to fit in with Britain's, uh, you know, aesthetics and all of the history with Britain. And I also Please don't tell up, me to put more of in. I also brought up that Delibird is already the penguin Pokemon. Delibird made it. Excuse me, I need to throw something. <laughs> well, you know who didn't make it? The Gen 2 Tip starters. Water. Oh. Well, that's a shame. The, uh, the uh, Mareep line. Oh, well, actually, kind of makes sense because they put in a different sheep anyway, and that sheep is likely to be a dark type. True. We didn't get Scizor, Skarmory, Houndour, the Houndour line. We didn't get the Horsey to Kingdra line, Fan P Don Fan. Oh. We didn't get any of the beasts or Blissey for that matter. That's a shame. Moving on to the next region. So what would you say are some popular oh. Hoenn Pokemon you'd want in the game? Salamence. Uh, looking through the leaked list for not in the game. Oh. Neither is Metagross. Yeah, that was my next choice. Uh, Absol. Absol's not in the roster. Oh. Uh, anything else you can think of off the top of your head? Spiel. Is Walrein in the game? Is, is, is Walrein? Nope. Damn it. But you want to know some inclusions that they have included? Whisper. I have to confirm on that one. I don't know on that one. <laughs> Hold on. I have to look at that. Wismer is a Pokemon I don't think about. 
I don't even see it sprite in this list. Oh no, there it is. It's not in the game. Oh, but okay, good. They have included the Lotad lines. Okay, that's cool. Whalmer and Waylord. <laughs> also cool. Barboach, Baltoy, and why not? <laughs> I question the why not. <laughs> I question that heavily. <laughs> they they included Soul Rock and Lunatone. <laughs> okay. When they weren't available in Sun and Moon. <laughs> You would figure. <laughs> you would figure, right? <laughs> you put Saul Rock and Sun. None of the tone and moon. none of the starters from Hoenn made it. Were they in uh, Ultra Moon or Ultra Sun? I think I think Lunatone and Soul Rock might have been in like the uh, Ultra Wormholes. Mm. I didn't play the Ultra version, so I don't know. Yeah. It's been a minute since I picked up a Pokemon game that hasn't been uh, Gen 5 or below. Mm. I feel you on that one. All right. Moving on to my favorite generation of Pokemon. What, what are some mainstays from Sinnoh? Lucario. He has to be in there. There's he no way he is. There's another big one, though, that's real close to Lucario in the decks. I don't remember my Gen 4 Pokemon that What's well. Cynthia's favorite Pokemon? What, Cynthia's favorite Pokemon? Yeah, it's a dragon. Dragon type. Oh, no. Well, it's not, oh. it's not a dragon by its design, but it's a dragon type. Is it, is it part of the Gibble line? The entire Gibble line is excluded. Oh, that's a shame. So that means we're not getting a Cynthia fight this generation. Most likely, yeah. None of the Sinnoh starters made it. Patchy Risu didn't make it. And nothing of value was lost. <laughs> I know that sounds a little cold-hearted, but... Ouch! Patchy Risu's not special. What I find funny is a lot of the mainstays after that are in the game. A lot of the, you know, extra evolutions, uh, Rhyperior, Togekiss, Weavile, uh, Mamoswine, Dusknoir, Gallade, they all made it. Even Murkrow? What? Even Murkrow? Murkrow and Misdrevious both didn't make it. Oh, that's a shame. And what I find funny is uh, Weavile's counterpart, Gliscor... Didn't make it either. So you have a counterpart split. But yet, they chose to include such Sinnoh Pokemon as Badoo. The fucking cherries. <laughs> Shellos. A literal skunk. Cricktock? No. They didn't even include no him. But they included fucking... <laughs> Bonsley. Veneery? <laughs> nope. Oh. And the only quote-unquote legendary, because back when the game first came out, it was considered a legendary, is Rodom. 
Oh. Gen 5, however, got a real gracious amount of love for whatever reason. I kind of like Gen 5. I really like Gen 5. There are only a few Pokemon I have complaints about. But it's, it's up there. Yeah, the, the only complaint I have is that um, the starters aren't allowed in uh, yeah. Sword and Shield. And that's pissing me kinda off. Like when, kind of like when you're trying to choose best boy or best girl from an anime. You just can't pick the main character. Yeah. It's loud. Um, that's cheating. They got rid of the Scoilipede line and the Crocorock oh. line. Wow, those are two of the most badass Pokemon in that game. Son of a... Zorua and Zoroark obviously can't be in because they are pseudo-legendaries and they don't want to have that, and I understand. But uh, I think they wanted to do that because they saw that comic. Yeah, probably. Uh, it. <laughs> our best boy, Chugga Conroy's Arkin... And uh, the other fossil Pokemon nobody cares about didn't make it in. Oh. Uh, Electros didn't make it in. The eel. Yeah, I didn't like him anyway. And Volcarona. Those were the only big Gen 5 Pokemon that they aren't including. Well, they're not including. Okay. Yeah, those are all the ones that they aren't including. Okay. But they have all the big ones, you know. Uh, Darumaka. So Petalil is in. Uh, Petalil is not, but Winsicott is. Which makes sense. There's more cotton farms out in Britain than there are uh, flower farms. But we have uh, uh, Darumaka, Scraggy, Kofagrigus, the Minchino, Gothitelle, Reuniclus, Frillish, Garvantula, Ferrisseed, Chandelure, the Fracture, Haxorus line, the the birds, Ponyard. So you'll let in a fucking ice cream cone. Wait, did but you won't let in my legendary boy. Wait, did they let in the ice cream cone? Yeah, Frillish. No, Frillish is the uh, ghost water. Oh, thing. My mistake. Did they let in the ice cream cone? Can I even find the ice cream cone? Vanillux or Vanillish? Do you know what Dex numbers those are? Oh no, wait, I found them. Oh, They're, no, in. Not They're in. They're in. They're <laughs> in. But the swan isn't. The literal okay. bird that we found in Britain isn't in Britain. What the fuck? I, I don't like Swana that much anyway. It just looks like a, a sassy. Oh, I don't either, Cartoon but... Mother. I mean, I guess we did get the new duck Pokemon, so... Eh. Yeah, that derpy-looking pelican. That, that looks like a dodo bird. Yeah. And then Gen 6, I could give a fuck less about, but uh, let's run over some big ones that didn't make what it. What Pokemon even were in Gen 6? Let's be real. Yeah, it's the smallest generation we've had so far, isn't it? They only had 100? Yeah. No, they had... 89 in generation six yeah. and then they bumped it up to 100 in sun and moon hello yeah okay there you go um yeah so gen six again the starters aren't in no surprise at this point but it pisses me off that charizard gets all of this favoritism 
Uh, Talonflame yeah. didn't make it. That's a shame. That is a shame. Another one I'm real surprised about is the Flabebe line didn't make it. That is surprising. Not that I care. I don't like the Flabebe line, but mm-hmm. it was a really big Pokemon for the story mm-hmm. of both Generation 6 and 7. Mm. Um, did Klefki make it in? It did what? Did Klefki make it in? Klefki did not. Oh. Neither did Neuver. Zero out of ten. Zero out of ten. Zero out of ten, indeed. Neither did Neuvern, the T-Rex. Aegislash. Aegislash made it in. Okay, we're good. But I, I would just like... I would like an answer, Game Freak, on why you let... Oh, wait, no, that's not Neuvern. Neuvern's in. Never mind. I was looking at Dragalge. God, those sprites mm. are confusing. Anyway... Game Freak, I would like an explanation as to why you let a Mexican wrestling bird in, but not fucking starters? Zero out of ten, throw controller. Zero out of ten is fucking right. God damn. And then Generation 7... Uh, a couple of ones that I feel like should have been in but weren't added. I remember the Sandcastle. Uh, the Sandcastle isn't. They were excluded. Oh. Um, the Rock Rough line got excluded entirely. Oh. But he's a good pupper. He is a good pupper. And I wonder if that is because of hardware limitations. Maybe they couldn't program a full night and day kind of cycle. Did Lillipup make it in? No, the whole line. Oh. Yeah. If I mention one Pokemon, I, the whole line's out for, mo- for the most part. Mm. Ah, sorry. Monster Energy. Hashtag spawn, but not spawn. Or, hashtag not spawn, but please spawn. There we go. Um. Yeah, the sandcastle didn't make it in. None of the tapus made it in, but that's not super surprising. But what I'm really concerned about is none of the ultra beasts made it in. Hmm. Not even your little uh, poison guy. I forget the name of. Poison. You say, like, I'm the one that used it predominantly in my playthrough. Oh, I didn't use it at all, which I should have. He's adorable. But, yeah. Uh, um, hashtag Brexit. What the fuck? Like, we all knew it was coming, or at least I think we all should have seen it coming, that eventually we'd get too many Pokemon to fit in one game. True. But dear lord, they did not handle this well. Mm. And uh, again, I, I, I pity Game Freak on a next level kind of uh, thing because they're experiencing a lot of backlash and like 
I, I can only imagine what it's like on their end to have put so much work into this game only to receive this kind of backlash. But at the same time, yeah. you haven't been listening to your audience for a few games now. Yeah. I mean, there, there is a small saving grace, I guess. If, if what you linked to me on Facebook is true. What is that? Uh, skippable tutorials? Yes. They have, for the most part, from what I understand, do have a skippable tutorial in the main game, which is a very good main grace. I am yeah. so happy. It's That's a very thing. small... The small price to pay for salvation. It it is it is a coin in the right direction, at least. So uh, now that we've gone over problem area number one, let's address the reason they gave for problem number one. Do you remember what why they chose to not include every Pokemon in Generation Eight? I remember it's something about data space being an issue. No. It is time constraint on modeling all 900 Pokemon. Yeah. And that leads into my main issue with Game Freak right now. So let's move on to yeah. contention point number two. Dummy thick mode, as Kyle called it on our first episode. <laughs> Dynamax. Okay. Well, now that we know Wailord is in there... He's not getting a Dynamax form. Oh my god, please. The whole screen's gonna be blue. That's hilarious, but oh my god, please no. Please no. I would do that for the memes. But I have many issues with Dynamax. Many issues with Dynamax. Yeah. Some uh, of these issues include what in Arceus's name and <laughs> Game Freak, why are we doing this again? And how many times? <laughs> this is this is the reason. This is the reason that we can't have nice things. Game Freak, I love you. I support you entirely, and I hope that this is a small bucket in wrong decision-making that will be fixed in Generation 9, or that you will give us the Diamond and Pearl remakes we so greatly have been asking for, because, oh my fucking god. Why? Why do we have another gimmick? That is a very good question. This this has never worked. The, the one time it Only did work was Mega Evolution, I believe. And that got so out of control that they had to quit doing it. Yeah. I didn't mind some of the Mega Evolution forms. No, I love, I love all the Mega Evolution forms, even the stupid ones, like Mega Slowbro. That shit was funny. Mega Ampharos. I mean, the hair was kind of stupid, but it made him competitively He's fabulous viable. Fabulous, and he would love him. Yeah, it made him competitively viable, though. So I didn't care how stupid it looked. 
<laughs> but like, okay, so Generation One, it was a good game. Generation Two didn't really have a gimmick, but it had Kanto in it, which was really cool. And then to make Generation 3 new, they did all these new things. You know, you had the Pokenav, they introduced all these cool features. And then Generation 4, saving grace, was the physical special split and the introduction of Wi-Fi. And then we got got to black and white. And and this is where the problem started. Black and white. Here we go. I love black and white. I think everything that is in those games is in those games for a good reason, and I love them to death. Yes. But they were the Fair start enough. of gimmicky ass shit selling a game. Mm. Because they had Black City, the Triple Battle, and White Forest. Mm. And that was the main gimmick was that version differences actually kind of mattered now. And it was, mm. it was cool in concept, but it kind of flopped in execution. Flopped a little bit in execution, yeah. Because in order to, you know, because, like, if you were going for a Pokemon, you know, a Pokedex completion, you, you really didn't care about the version differences, but the game that you would play would obviously be white version because you would find more Pokemon because that was the gimmick of White Forest. Hmm. And then anything you couldn't get, you'd just trade from black, and then you were done. You you had everything in white version, and black was the obsolete. So that flopped. They made one version way better than the other in terms of many different things. And not only that, but if you were the kind of person that, you know, did what everybody does and changes their clock to do things, it destroyed all of your progress in those areas. So, they didn't execute the gimmick all that well. But it didn't didn't detract from the game. No. It was still a very enjoyable game. This detracted more from the post-game, if I remember right. Yes. And then Black and White 2 happened. (laughs) And we got Fusions. Oh, yeah. That was a thing. You you helped me remember something that was forbidden <laughs> from memory. Thank you. <laughs> oh God! And then you know that that flopped for obvious reasons, and nobody really pays attention to black two and white two because black and white were so much, you know, grander, newer, and more fresh. Black and White 2 is a sequel series, so obviously things are taken from it. And then Generation 6 happened, and the only good thing that came from Generation 6, arguably, is the gimmick. Mega mega evolution. And and say what you want about X and Y. I know a lot of people have this really strong fucking boner for Generation 6. It had its moments, but it came across overall as just kind of weak. And that's what I think. But a lot of people have this really weird boner for Generation 6 because, oh my god, they changed everything. It's No, they didn't. It's straight fucking line adventure where you get your hand holded and then the post-game is breeding. It's The the only major thing about that entire game was it was our first handheld 3d pokemon game 
well, the, there were two main things about that game. Customer, custom characters, mega evolution. Custom characters is another thing. Yeah. Those were also, the two big things. <laughs> well, everybody knew Pokemon was going into 3D. When they had announced yeah. that Black and White was the last game on the DS, everybody knew what was going to happen. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, so um, X and Y had Mega Evolutions, and that was really cool. And then we got Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, and to all of my disbelief, they actually did really good on Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Yeah. Like everything about those games was made so much better, and they had so many cool things to them. And Mega Rayquaza is ridiculous, and they kind of realized that they went too far. Yeah, a little bit. Introducing Gen Seven and uh, the oops. inevitable failure of where this gimmick finally took its toll. Yeah. Z-Move. I was going to play Devil's Advocate for at least one of these things, but now I'm just like, yeah, I can't defend. Okay, I am not going to lie. There are certain <laughs> Z-Moves that are good. Yeah. Like, V-Splash is broken. True. <laughs> but that does not make up the difference if somebody is using a Mega. And there mm. were still Megas. Mm. And from what I hear, there are still Megas in Gen 8. So, I can only imagine that... Are they going for like a Yu-Gi-Oh thing where they're trying to like incorporate support for past gimmicks and this is this is what pisses me off the most why do we need all of these gimmicks just nerf some of the existing mega evolutions so you can continue using that gimmick properly like you do with other pokemon between gen 7 not Gen 7. Between Gen 6 and 7, Cryogonal had an entire move slot shift. Staryu used to be able to know the move Attract. It's a genderless Pokemon. That doesn't make sense. Between Gen 3 and Gen 4, they fixed it. Hmm. They, they do this shit all the time. They made TMs infinite use. They made HMs completely obsolete. I don't understand why, instead of Fixing your current mechanic that everybody loves that you are continuously pushing this we have to have a gimmick. We have to have a gimmick. It won't sell without a gimmick. When if you took your time to make a good game and listen to your fucking audience the game would sell. Ugh. This is true. And that, that is the problem I have with Dynamax and the national decks. The only reason we don't have the national decks is because they're taking all of this sprite editing and modeling to make Dynamax forms. And if they didn't do that, they could probably, for this generation, have a much bigger Pokedex and have all of these good things that people want 
and slowly inch their way into an area where we can comfortably have a good Pokedex. But no, they have this over-the-top, dumbass gimmick that they have to put out there to sell the fucking game. What was that Dookie Shed quote that you were using that one time? Oh, about the the floral girl thing? Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's the same problem with that. Like, and this is a <laughs> this is a joke that I bring up a lot because Dookie Shed did it one time. He was talking about the uh, top 10 most forgettable Pokemon ever. And Petalil and Lilligant were on that list. And it made me sad. I mean, to be honest, they are kind of forgettable. Not as forgettable as, like, Maractus, but, yeah. Yeah, So, like, so he goes into it. He's like, so this is forgettable because how many times have we done this? First, first you had Blossom as the cute flower girl and kind of Vileplume at the same time. And then you got Rosalia in Generation 3, and then Roserade, which shouldn't really count, but it does because it was Gen 4. And then now you have Lilligant, which is this stupid, gross plant girl. And I just want to look at Game Freak dead in the eye. Now that we have fucking Flabebe, we have fucking that ring, Alola fucking Hawaiian flower girl spirit fucking... And now we have this thing. Now we have this flower girl. I don't even remember the fucking name of the thing because how many fucking times have we done this? Ugh. I am going Game off. Freak, please. Game Freak. Don't get him wrong, Game Freak. He loves you, he supports you, but... Well, that's, that's how you ears. know I love Game Freak to death is because I am worried sick. I, well, I'm not even worried sick anymore. I know it's the truth. Like, the truth of the matter is they don't know what Pokemon's identity is anymore. Mm. The whole series is going through an identity crisis and they don't know how to handle it. Because they have to push out every year. They push themselves into a corner where they have to release a game in the main continuity or very close to the main continuity, Pokemon Let's Go, um, to be relevant yeah and it's like i i get it but at the same time zelda's still relevant and y'all release the main series zelda game every five years like ah it just pains me because i know they can do good they've seen good pokemon uranium which, I mean, to be fair, they had every right to shut down. But, like, that was a good game. It was a good game. For how short-lived it was. I mean, it's not short-lived. You can still get it. It's just harder to get it. Yeah. But, like, they saw it. They realized it was a good game, and that's why they took it down. So why didn't they learn? I just don't get it. I don't get it either, man. Like, it's just... And EXP communism. Oh, God. You, You mentioned the forbidden mechanic. The fact that the EXP all is now just forever turned on and you can't turn it off because it's not a fucking item. 
is going to piss off so many people for so many different reasons because it's going to make the game way too easy. Mm-hmm. And that is something we have been complaining about for how many generations now? Since Gen 2. No, not since Gen 2. I'd say since like or not Gen 2, Diamond uh, Pearl Gen Platinum. 2. Yeah, Gen 4, rather. Which I don't think those games are as easy as people claim they yeah, are, yeah. but they are definitely more handholdy. Yeah. But like, and now they're just handing it to us on a platter. I like I, I can see all of the good things that we're doing, and I swear, guys, uh, this podcast isn't just going to rip into Sword and Shield. There are things I'm excited about, and I'm about to get there. But oh my god, you can't, you can't be this dumb, game freak. You cannot constantly be getting tweets, YouTubers video people, competitive gamers, all of these fans telling you what they want in a game and just ignore it. You can't. It makes no sense. Makes no sense, bro. Waluigi's mad. But... On the counter flip to it, and we already brought up one positive point, there are a lot of things I am looking forward to in this generation. One of which being is, of course, the skippable tutorial. I think that has been something that has been needed since Generation 3. Yes. Especially considering that I am doing a practice run of Emerald for a Let's Play, and a Pokemon Platinum Nuzlocke, which I just started today, I can tell you... As we're speaking, I'm doing my own Nuzlocke as well. Like, the tutorials are so slow. I didn't realize... Even with tech speed at maximum? Wait, what? Even with your tech speed at maximum? See, that's the thing about those early games, is you can't set your tech speed beforehand. Hmm... Well, you might be able to in Emerald. I know in Ruby and Sapphire you couldn't, and I might just be speeding too far ahead in Emerald to fucking notice. But, like, you can't set your tech speed until you're in the game. So if you're going through the intro bit, oh, dear God. Especially in Platinum. You're just mashing that A button, like, come on. Yeah, and that that's the horrible thing, because if you mash the A button in those tutorials a little too, like blatant-minded, you'll hit something for an explanation, and it'll just go longer. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been it's been needed for a while, and at least Game Freak listened to us there. If that's actually a thing that happens, I am all for it. I am super happy they've done that. Another thing that I'm super excited about for when I finally, you know, if I decide to get this game, there's 18 gyms. How many? 18. There is one for every type. What the fuck? And I am all for it. I mean, it is good to differ from the usual eight. Oh, I love it. I think that is amazing. I think that increases the longevity of the game as well. Yeah, it, it, it'll definitely pick up. 
but you know, and that, that makes me that makes me ask the question: How many gyms do we do to get to the elite four? Is that even a factor? Is there even an elite four? You know, there's got to be an elite four. There's always an elite four. Well, uh, you don't know that. What happened in Sun and Moon? Yeah, there was an elite four, but they made it to where oh, we don't actually have a Pokemon League. We're building one. What if what if UK has a different kind of league where it's like in the anime where you battle all of the gyms in the region and then enter a tournament? Like they did say when they announced Sword and Shield that there was going to be a lot that was different. And granted, there already fucking is. <laughs> not not a lot of it positive. But that excites me that there are that many gyms, that there is a gym for every type of Pokemon. It also kind of annoys me because at some point there's go there like there's gotta be like a a type advantage versus AI disparity. There just has to be somewhere. The AI has got to get like ridiculously good for those gyms to matter at later levels. Mm. Because if you know, like think about it, by the time we were reaching badge scheme in Pokemon, Heart Gold, Soul Silver, Crystal, all them, we were level mm-hmm. 60, 70. Yeah. So if you have a few more, you know, you're, you're, ca- you're reaching capping around 80, 90. Yeah. So, you know, like, you got to wonder if they're all typed, which is what I've heard, there's got to be some good AI or some good Pokemon choices. And I don't know how they're going to do that, especially with a limited Dex. Not only a limited Dex, but are they going to expand your team size at all? No, it'll still be six. Still be six. From what I've heard. Mm. It's going to be really difficult to have like uh, a star player for every single gym. Oh yeah, and I, well, that could also, if you're like a, that could also be part of the challenge, you know, is that if you want to keep your team like fighting fit, yeah. you might have to change around some members here and there, which yeah. I'm super for as well. I am very OCD about my type coverage when I play Pokemon, but I, I'm super for that too because that means you, you know, you have more of an expanded roster, which feels like you're actually, you know, a trainer. You're not just making one team that you run through the whole game with. You're swapping out tagging out so that way you have more of like a family mm. which would be super cool i mean nuzlocke helps you make families all right mm. yeah i i technically have already broken a nuzlocke rule but that's because i wasn't paying attention and it wasn't my fault that starly died i am not counting that was it did they die to metronome hyperbeam or something no i was uh looking at a text and i have l as a and I, i'm one of those people that oh, so you're just gonna tap an a yeah i, I just kind of click off what i'm looking her way and uh i didn't realize i got hit with a critical and didn't switch <laughs> and so i'm just not counting that one thing because it was a wild Pokemon. So, like, I'd... Mm, from now on, though, I'm paying attention. And if they die, they die. Yeah. But, no. Like, I there, there are so many things that I'm looking forward to. Uh, I think now would be a good time to cycle into... What do you think of the roster of new Pokemon? 
Have you seen many of them? Um, I've seen the small slew of Pokemon that they revealed in uh, one of the first Nintendo Directs for. You haven't seen anything else? I have not seen anything beyond Ooh, that. Ooh, boy. That's... I've seen the leaks for the the far-fetched thing in the top hat coffee. Yeah, that's, uh, that's about the galler forms. Which, by the way, that's another positive thing. You know, minus the gimmicks, I do like that they're giving forms to other Pokemon. Because yeah. I think, you know, without... You could argue that that in itself is kind of a gimmick, but... Yeah, it's kind of a gimmick, but it's not, like, an unknown gimmick, because they've done that, like, yeah. uh, through multiple it's like games. A game you know, uh, Shellos was a good one for that. You know, Eevee is a really good, you know, looker for that, even though those are evolutions, not forms. But, you know, they've done that yeah. kind of thing over and over again, and I really like it. Um, but, like, in terms of design, overall, I'm not, like, super impressed. I think a lot of the Galar Pokemon in general look really derpy. But I'm not. I mean, there's that one. There's that one metal bird that's like. Oh my god, Corviknight! Oh, on steroids, dude! I want Corviknight so bad. I might eventually break. Discovery on steroids. I might buy Sword and Shield eventually just to see how Corviknight plays in the meta game. But yeah. Oh god, it it's so good. Oh. Um. But some of them are really solid. You know, Corviknight's a good one. The sword legendary is really cool. Not not the shield Pulte legendary. Does, does this shield work as a face? Does any shield work as a face? No, fuck you. <laughs> but, uh, no, like, a lot, a lot of it's solid. Like, the turtle's really cool. The teapot. I like the teapot. I think the teapot's super creative, honestly. The teapot is cute. It's super cute. I like what they ended up doing with the starters. It wasn't what I thought they were going to do with the starters, but it doesn't look horrible. I am not choosing Sobble anymore, though, and that makes me sad. You can go ahead and spoil me because I'm... Okay, I'm, so originally, like, because the guy that leaked... um, um x and y and sun and moon's starters who you know he was right both times he did another leak and so i was almost positive that that was going to be the starters and i a part of me believed that that probably was going to be the starters and then game freak saw it and we're like ah fuck now we got to change it but so i don't know if you saw the middle evolutions i haven't and I don't really care because the final evolutions are what matter to me. Because mm -hmm. you spend more time with the final evolution than any other. But um, that is true. It okay. So which one do you want to hear about first? Fire, water, grass. Um, let's start with fire. So everybody, obviously, with how fast uh, Score Bunny was was super afraid that it was going to be a fire fighting. He did not bulk up that way. He cannot be a fire fighting. I can already tell you it's going to be a fire electric type, if anything. Okay, good. Um, that, that's a very nice, unique combination. He looks 
Okay, so think a Blaziken build, but Lopunny structured. Oh, dear. Not, like, feminine, but, like, a bunny, like, that kind of, like, body shape. But, you know, with, like, Blaziken's muscle, like, build. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm putting it together. Yeah, and he's got, like, kind of a superhero mask kind of thing going on. So he's supposed to be, like, this super fast, like, athletic runner kind of, like, type of thing. And I like it a lot. I'm still not choosing Score Bunny because I don't like fire types as starters. I don't know why. I've just never like chosen them. I mean, even when I choose Torchic, I feel dirty. But uh, which one next? Do you want the good one or the bad one? Uh, water. Oh, the bad one. So I'm sure he's fine. We all knew because Sobble was really ugly that it was going to go one of two ways. It was either going to go the Primarina way or it was going to go the Empoleon way. It went the Primarina way. Oh, he's a diva too? Think Salazzle, but water type. Okay, but why though? I don't know, and I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> it it literally has I this super thin. Plan on being what? One. I ain't a free, and I don't plan on being one. <laughs> no, but like it's got this super thin, over exaggerated model pose, and this super over the top oh. diva face. Oh no. And I mean, props. It still looks like a Pokemon, and it's probably really good. Because if I've learned anything about starters, the ones that don't look amazing are usually really good. See Greninja and Embor, for examples. Um, and then there's Grookey. That just leaves the monkey. I really, really like Grookey now. Like, I love Grookey in the trailer. Like, I loved all three of the starters in the trailer. They are really, really well designed. But I didn't know which one I wanted to pick, and I was like, I gotta see the final evolutions. Grookey's is badass. I'm I'm picturing like a, a broccoli gorilla. Yeah, kinda. <laughs> but instead of like a giant fat oaf kind of thing, uh, mm-hmm. gosh, how do I like like slacking? Yeah, it's not like slacking it. Well, okay, so. Think Slackoth. More like Vigoroth. Think, not Slackoth, Vigoroth. Think like Vigoroth. It's that exact pose, but with something like Machamp-level muscle. Ooh. Yeah. It's big, it's burly, and it has a bunch of bushes coming from its hair all the way down its back. It just looks... Do some pictures after the podcast. Okay. But they are really cool. I, if I if I get the game, I will definitely pick Grookey. Because he's cute. If I went to the Switch and the game, I'll probably pick... Um, I'd pick Score Bunny. Score Bunny? Yeah. yeah. I think you'd enjoy him a lot. I, I will... Because I don't want to... I don't want to know what becomes a Subble. Ah, God. Well, I mean, if you I, pick I, that I, and there's a rival, you'll, you'll know eventually. Oh, 
that's that's my other question. How are they treating the rival this time around? I don't know. We we have mm. for the most part capped on my knowledge of Sword and Shield. Well, that's a shame. But I really hope this rival is not another best friend. I want another jerk rival. I, I don't care if it's a jerk rival. I just want it to be handled well. Like Gladion or Wally even. Like something. Wally was alright. Or even Barry. Like Barry had that go-getter best friend thing, but he also wasn't like nice either. No, he was like uh, a If you're late, I'm finding you ten million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Looks like I have to beat you up with my penguin now. <laughs> oh, God. This bitch using potions. So is there uh, anything else you'd like to add to the podcast? On uh, should we talk about should we talk about that uh, that Twitter fiasco they tried to tried to do? What is what's that? Uh, they tried to start off a uh, some sort of hashtag. Huh. I, I don't remember the exact wording of it. Uh, something to do with Swords and Shield. Uh, something to be. I think it was like Dear Game Freak or something. Oh, the sorry Game Freak. Yeah, that new yeah. hashtag. Uh, that's what I mean by I pity Game Freak because like they canceled a launch event for the first time in mm. history. Oh. Like, they had this huge same-day release. Like, you could come out and meet the developers, talk about the game, play it with a bunch of people, and they canceled it because they're getting so much backlash. And it's like, I get it. I respect the decision because I probably wouldn't want to face that at this point either. And I'm just, like, I am sorry, Game Freak. And I don't mean to add to, you know, the copious amounts of hate. Because these are, for all intents and purposes okay games i think that with what they can work with and what they know of the pokemon community they're they're doing okay they're not doing good but they're doing okay it's not all their fault but i hope that this in retrospect helps them to learn what kind of game they need to make that the community wants Mm. You know, like it's hard to please everybody in the community though, because it's like kind of divided off into various cliques. Oh, yeah, very much so. But I mean, even you know, having you know, maybe week long, month long polls about big important decisions, just so that way you know the community has some say, you know, because we've been telling Game Freak things for years at this point about how we want Pokemon games to continue, and they have ignored us on so many occasions. And this, I think, is the the final straw on the camel's back. They they ignored a large part of their audience's want and then doubled down on it, and now they're paying. And I hate to see it. I love Game Freak dearly, and I'm sorry, you know we they they deserve a lot more respect than they're getting at the moment for sure but yeah hopefully they learn from it you know like hopefully because i i hope they do i want them to continue making pokemon games and you know i i really hope that 
with what's going on. Maybe they take a break from generation like releases. And, you know, yeah. next year we get the Diamond and Pearl remakes, quote unquote, hopefully, maybe, because that would be a really good way to, you know, use the new Gen 8 engine remake game that everybody loves, sell that. And then maybe 2021, we get Let's Go Gold and Silver or, you know. I would, I would not have a problem with that at all. You know, which if I don't like the Let's Go mechanics. I not my kind of style of game, but it would still be good because, you know, those games would take less time to like feasibly build because they already have Kanto and Let's Go. They would just need a little bit more processing power and figuring out how to make Johto fit into it. And then 2022, by that point, they've had three years of solid time to gauge and, you know, understand what the community wants from a main series game to maybe get Gen 9. Well, I think we wrapped that up really nicely in a packed bow. My name is William Harvey. I just found a skitty. Wait, what? I just found a skitty. <laughs> well, my name is William Harvey. If you want to find me online, uh, my Twitter is at William HRVL. If you want to send in questions, go to that Twitter or send an email to at William Harvail official, you know, William HRVL official gmail.com whatever if you want to find me on instagram and facebook it's just william harvale uh if you want to continue supporting this podcast share with your friends ask some questions and where can the people find you my friend uh they can find me on youtube.com forward slash the tattooed yoshi uh or they could find me on twitter ship posting almost every other day uh under the handle spear hunter yoshi because I'm currently doing a Final Fantasy X thing. Uh, and the uh, the at sign would be at Tattooed Yoshi. All right. Well, y'all heard it here first. Game Freak, please make some changes. And remember, I'm not your mom. But if I'm your third cousin four times removed, you better be hooking me up.